Hello, I'm Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make, and this is I've Got a Movie to Make, week 94 of 116 weeks. And uh, at times, it feels like uh, there's higher powers at play that don't want me to uh, make this thing. I, I don't know if they're evil powers, maybe because uh, this movie's going to do good, and it's going to be a good movie, and people are going to enjoy it, and I'm going to be very happy to make it. And, uh, you know, something I didn't know, uh, mention last week, uh, and that's about uh, coming up with ideas and whatnot. And there, there are a lot of people who uh, are in the business or trying to make, be in the business because they want to be in the business. And that, that's the end all be all. And not, that is very far from me if I haven't made that clear or been clear with my actions. I, I don't really care to be in the business or not in the business. I just want to make movies and I want them to be good movies and I want to add to the movies that I love. It, it has, it, if, I, if I could make movies secretly and everyone thinks that I do one thing for a living and meanwhile I have like a pseudonym and I get to make movies behind closed doors i would absolutely do that uh but so i'm just i just want to be clear that it's not about telling people that i make movies even though that's the whole point of the show is me talking about making movies so i understand um how, how absurd that sounds anyways as far as higher powers um I had some some time blocked off this week uh, to do research and do actual outreach and phone calls because uh, emails don't really generate much. Uh, it's funny Hollywood is uh, and, and, and the Hollywood types and people that make deals and whatnot they they gener they generally do phone calls much much more often than they do uh, emails uh, and a lot of the time emails just kind of get get uh, lost because they have so many of them. So what I'm getting at is I had some time. Uh, cordoned off, sliced out of my week to do exactly that. And both times I had two hours, two hour blocks, both times completely derailed by things I didn't see coming down the pike. One of which is my mom and uh, God love her. Uh, but she, uh, she's here and that was not part of the plan, uh, earlier in the week when I was scheduling my week. And, uh, the bonus, though, the good part of that, the best part of that is my mom is sitting right here uh, listening to me wax on and on and on. I, uh, I got her to be on uh, this week's program. Uh, the boy obviously has been on the program uh, here and there, and I even got uh, Jillian to sit down. We had a very real conversation, if you guys remember, a few months ago, which... Uh, uh, still, I think about certain things that were said in that conversation. But anyways, I've talked quite a bit about my mom uh, on various shows. And uh, here she is. She's sitting next to me out in the uh, the Addy and Andy studios. Mom, can you just say hello into the microphone? Hey, hello. She uh, she wanted to share a mic. So uh, it'll be a little bit of back and forth. I told her that that's not COVID friendly. But uh, what are you going to do? She uh, She's in her own little bubble. She lives far away. And uh, I'm very happy. I haven't seen her since uh, early December. So and I've been talking into a microphone ever since she got here three hours ago. So this is the last thing I'm doing this week uh, into a microphone. And then uh, I get to hang out and have a little uh, mom and uh, Atticus and uh, even uh, Jillian time. So excited about that. But anyways, mom, you are uh, one of the only people maybe the only person other than myself who's read all of my scripts and it's embarrassing, but I, I admit to this uh, openly that uh, I, I use you to, uh, to, to proofread my stuff and uh, I've had you read my, uh, uh, all of my scripts. And a lot of the time uh, there's a lot of shame involved because of some of the, the, the material and some of the things that I've come up with and the things that, uh, and I mean, I I've said that 
when I had you read uh, something called Battle at Skunk Skull, which I don't even know if you remember reading it back in the day. And I literally have you read it to make sure there's no uh, horrible spelling errors and, and grammar. Uh, and you've always done that for me because I have deficiencies. <laughs> I have like learning disabilities, which you had to deal with. <laughs> you had to learn deal with that growing up. And she was very, very patient. Thank God. Because if it was up to my dad, I'd have I'd be like Helen Keller at this point. I think it it, it would have been ugly. But um, do you remember being disturbed or anything? I guess never. No. What? No. What? I know you so well. How could I be disturbed oh. by anything you would write or think of? I, mean, I don't know if that's a compliment, but uh, no, it's just <laughs> see how well I know you. <laughs> she, she no, does. I was never disturbed. No, even okay because with, with some of the grammar and the spelling, yes. <laughs> I remember you saying, "All right, here it is." Because you read, you, you get back to me pretty quick, and you read it, and uh, the 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 one in particular, Skunk Skull, which uh, involves pedophilia and uh, um, child killers and whatnot. And I remember you saying, uh, okay, here it is. Um, not very not very pleasant to read, I think was your exact words or something along those lines. So then I don't know if you know this, Mom, but I said, I promise, Mom, one day I'll have you proofread something of mine that won't be so ugly. And uh, it was soon thereafter that I sat down and, and within a couple of weeks wrote up the first draft of what I'm trying to get off the ground now, which is this movie, which I, you don't know, but it's uh, currently being called uh, a movie, for, uh, a movie for vengeance, which uh, is all about a, an older fella who uh, he wants to get vengeance on his boss, and he sues his boss and uses the money that he gets from the lawsuit to make a movie about his boss and his boss's despicable son, and uh, get his sweet, sweet vengeance. Uh, I wrote that as an apology to you. Oh. <laughs> Knowing that you would read it and think, okay, my son's not all, you know, all horrible and evil. And, uh, but the very first, the, the very, is, and I know that I'm not the, the very first scene though. The very first bits of dialogue are, are very racy and, uh, it's a gross, uh, sex joke, uh, that one coworker is telling the lead protagonist. Uh, and I, I threw that in there. I, I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to write something sweet for my mom. But I still got to like get her to think, oh, God, here we go again with this uh, opening line of dialogue, which stu- it's stuck. It's still in there, I, even though I've done probably 20 passes on this thing at this point. I keep rewriting. Writing is rewriting, Mom. You know that? Yes. You know that? Yes. Of course. And uh, anyway, so that was like a joke that was aimed at you. And uh, it's funny that it's still in there. <laughs> so I, you know what is funny? And we'll get a, and. I get, I tell stories about dad every now and again, right? And the, the few stories that I've told, and I haven't told a whole lot, but the few that I have told um, have garnered responses from people who listen to my stuff who I've heard from dozens of people via email usually. Uh, people saying, I want to know more about your dad. <laughs> so many stories. <laughs> and I, want, I, I wish that you would make a movie about him. And I haven't, hey. <laughs> my mom likes that idea. <laughs> I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. But I don't even know where I'd be. Do you have any ideas? Like, if I were to write a story that was kind of centered around Dad, what that would be? No. Yeah, me neither. I can't even imagine. No, it would be a story, though. The thing about my dad is, like, the people that met him, pretty much to a man or a woman. They they say I I've never met anyone else that's like your dad. Right. I think you have to really know you had to really know him to appreciate him and all of his little idiosyncrasies and what made him dad. I don't know how you would show that in a movie. 
I mean, a, a prime example, and we just covered it in the, the latest Addy and Andy that I did, which is uh, something he would, he had plenty of things that he'd say. But one of the things, and you hurt yourself, you hurt yourself quite a bit growing up. Right? It's part of, especially if you're a, a boy, uh, you're out and speaking of which, Addy, don't hit things that you shouldn't hit. Okay, I'm uh, doing double duty here as I do sometimes. Uh, Addy's running around. Um, like when we'd fall, which was inevitable of being a kid, and like a lot of time, you know, we'd be literally like leaking blood from. <laughs> from like a part of our body and uh and we'd start crying and, and dad would hear us and he would come running which he should because he's a parent which is good but he always had bactine in his hand which was terrible because bactine made it hurt so much worse More. we would literally try and stifle our pain uh yelps so that he wouldn't hear and then he would be telling you this as he sprayed bactine on your open wound uh what would he say about pain is good he would what are you always crying about pain is good Pain is good. And it, it was just, I, I think as he's a psychologist, so I think he was trying to like do reverse psychology. And did he really believe that like we would start thinking, okay, I mean, he's lucky that we like, you know, didn't, one of us didn't turn into some kind of like sadomasochistic like switch or something, you know, make a living with in, in sex trade. Maybe that remains to be seen. That is true. I mean, we're all young or some of us are, I'm the oldest of the four. So Anyhow, I, I, we have some very, very shy people, my mom being among, uh, amongst them in our family. And I, that's one of the reasons why I haven't really ever let the, the pen just go on the paper and start writing about us. Because it would have to be about all of us. I want to be able to write about dad without writing about everybody. And uh, can you imagine my, my brother, my younger brother, Brett, uh, <laughs> being um, written and maybe perhaps one day had, had a movie where a character in a movie was based on him? Can you imagine his response? <laughs> She just puts her hand up. I am doing a lot of talking with mom here, and I I got this thing, this protective thing, where I, it's awful because I, I throw mom into the situation. I, I announced to her when she got here, Mom, sorry to do this to you, but I got to go out in the garage and do a show, and then I'm going to do another smaller show, and you're going to be uh, my guest on that. And she goes, no, I'm not. And I said, yeah, you are. And then now I have her here, and I'm just trying to protect her by doing all the talking. That's okay. Keep keep it up. But That's then, the way I like it. That's the way uh, yeah, we're going to have, yeah, my, my mom is very shy and I, I married a very shy woman who's, uh, so I'm always, I'm always trying to cover for people, but I put them in the situation where like I have to cover for, maybe it's my own complex where I got to like be the hero, but it's my own doing. It's like just short of like, you know, uh, capturing someone and, and then saying, Hey, I'm going to let you go now. Aren't I a hero? I'm not, I mean, I'm not that tired, that sick, but, uh. All right, I guess that's uh, that's it. Um, Mom derailed my uh, Friday thing, and then I can't talk about what derailed, but personal stuff derailed uh, my Tuesday uh, and and Thursday. I, I moved it to Thursday, and then that got derailed, and it's all you know stuff. Uh, we do have plans though on June first to put the boy back in school, and that will give me lots of time to work on everything I need to work on. And the hardest thing to get to is this project, which I have more. Uh, faith in, and I really appreciate all the emails and the feedback that I've heard from you guys uh, recently, especially with coming up with the, with the new ideas and, and working with Joe. And I do have a, t- a call with Joe um, here this evening. So, and I'm I'm worried to talk to Joe because I feel like I'm not pulling my weight on this project, which I just literally have not been able to. And there are times where I 
uh, am free and I can do stuff when Atticus is asleep and Jillian's asleep, but I am also uh, at the end of my uh, ability to keep my eyes open and I, I just, there's no good work can, can be done at that time. So I, I know a lot of us are all in it and uh, things are crazy and things are different, but uh, the boy will be going back to school. Uh, June 1st is the date that we decided. So uh, that'll give me a little bit of time. That, that gives me a little bit of time before the deadline. And uh, this whole thing has a deadline, a drop dead date. This is episode 94. We have 116 weeks for me to make this happen. Uh, I realize the clock is ticking, but I don't have any short term deadlines uh, in the works as of this moment. And that's what Joe and I are going to talk about. Joe's saying, hey, dude, we need some deadlines to uh, get this going. So uh, thank you very much for listening along. Mom, thank you very much for being on. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here's my mom in a nutshell, too. Here's an example of what made my mom great growing up because we needed some kind of um, structure and uh, some kind of stability because dad was just very, very inconsistent. That was that we'd say that as kids to each other. We'd say we wish he was just an ass, an a-hole all the time. Then we could just hate him and turn our back on him. Or just nice all the time, one or the other. We and, and it's like uh, to use a sports analogy, like the worst thing that can happen with a, with like a a referee is like if you have no idea if he's going to call a foul. You know, like sometimes he will, sometimes he won't. And that was the case with my dad. Sometimes you do something and he would think it was the funniest thing ever. He'd do the same thing a couple of weeks later, and uh, oh, the hammer was being dropped. So. Uh, my mom, I broke my face when I was, uh, a few times, but I really broke it. Like literally broke my face, uh, when I was, I think 10, maybe was that 10? You think? I think you were eight. Maybe eight. Uh, I went over the handlebars on my bike at the bottom of a very steep, um, hill and, uh, landed on my knee and my elbows and my face, my face broke my fall and on asphalt. On asphalt yeah. On and side. Slid. And I slid. It's it's horrific to even think about or talk about. I went down to the scene of the accident three days after it happened and found my tooth, which was still there, uh, full root and everything, and it was not embedded. It was just laying there loose with blood. I mean, it was a it was a crime scene. It was a, it was awful. I, I don't know how I did it so horribly. An old woman was bearing down on me behind me. My friend and I were riding our bikes down a very steep hill, and I tried to go into a driveway that wasn't all the way paved, so the wheel and it caught in the groove, and the bike went one way, and I just kept going very fast. Anyways, broke my uh, my upper jaw, broke my actual skull, and had to have a cast on my teeth. It was it was a whole thing. My face was like 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 uh, lots of skin was missing from my nose, my face, my cheeks. Face actually literally broken. And uh, my friend Michael, he panicked. He dropped his bike, and instead of riding his bike home, I guess it was up a hill, but he ran home. He was in such a panic, and I just sat there looking at my actual bone in my knee, which I could see because it was skinned all the way down, uh, and. His mom came to pick me up and actually a teenager stopped on his way. He saw just some kids sitting there all bloody on the side of the road. So he stopped and he was talking. I remember he was driving a, a Beetle, a Volkswagen Beetle. And he, he was uh, talking. I remember I love that guy. He was like, he was so calming and because I was, I was in shock. But, and then uh, Michael's mom came, picked me up and she was panicked. She was so like just white. And like, I thought that I was going to die. Like I. I, everyone was so freaked out by my appearance and my accident. So she takes me home and knocks on the door and my mom answers the door. And I'll never forget. My mom just took a look at me one look at me and was completely calm and almost put out like, oh, would you do this time? Look at you. All right, let's go get you fixed up. And mom, that had such a profound effect on me. And it was so great that you were just you know, matter of fact about it. Oh, I remember. I remember it well. Are you going to go pee-pee on the grass? But there's no grass out here, so that's a problem. All right. 
Anyways, uh, thanks, Mom, for being a, a – and I, I think I picked up a lot of that from you. When when big things happen, I try to keep it cool, and I think I do most of the time. I don't panic. I freak out about all the little stuff all the time. Like, right now, what are you doing? But the, uh, the big stuff, I don't. All right. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Mom, thanks for being on. She's, she's with Atticus now. He's pulling Hi. her away. I'll talk to you next week, and uh, it'll – It'll be more about the movie. All right. Thanks for letting me prattle on, guys. I really appreciate you listening and uh, keeping me going, keeping me moving forward. It means a whole lot. It'll mean even more once it, uh, it culminates in the actual film being produced, which is going to happen. Talk to you next week.